Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, Hour 4 Podcast. This might be college football, heaven. Final hour of Thursday has begun, and I remember uh, when Coach Spurrier left college football a couple years ago, we uh, stopped the presses and uh, stopped everything and talked about how his career will go down as one of the greatest in college football history, especially uh, with what he accomplished uh, at a number of places from Duke to Florida. The HBC joins us now to reflect on what we have been talking about for the last 27 hours. First of all, Coach, good afternoon. Uh, great, to, great to talk to you again. Uh, yeah, Paul, I've been watching your show pretty much this afternoon and so forth. A lot of interesting good guys coming on there. Well, first, before we get to what's next, uh, just your, your thoughts on, on Coach Saban leaving the game. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, uh, it's understanding. I mean, it's understanding. He's done it a long time. And uh, a lot of people don't realize he is, he's a good golfer. I bet he can shoot 80, 82 right now. Uh, and uh, I only got a chance to play with him once in that Reynolds Plantation Chick-fil-A golf thing. And he and Mark Ingram – we got in a shootout with, I had, uh, uh, the, the guy from South Carolina with me and, uh, Paul Johnson had John Barry. They ended up winning the thing, but, uh, uh, Nick really played well that day, played very well. And, uh, so that's the first time I've played golf with him, but, uh, yeah, he's had a great, uh, wonderful career. There's no question about that. Uh, I knew him back in 99. Uh, in 99, we play in Michigan State in the Citrus Bowl. Yeah, we Gators had to go to the Citrus Bowl sometimes. Anyway, uh, he got the LSU job right before that. So uh, uh, Plexico Burris had a heck of a game. I think they beat us 37-34. But then we coached together in the East-West All-Star game out in uh, Palo Alto, out at Stanford. They had that game. So he was the DB coach, defense coordinator on our team. And I, I think we won that East-West game, and I could tell that uh, he, he took it as seriously as I did. We, did. we didn't want to come off that field a loser, even though it's an all-star game and so forth. But uh, then after that, at LSU, we had a couple games with him. Uh, we actually beat him both times he was at LSU, but uh, after we beat him in 01, Tennessee came in and beat us, and then LSU won the uh, West and beat Tennessee for the SEC championship that year. So that was 01, and then everybody started thinking, hey, this guy's a pretty good coach over at LSU. Talking to Coach Spurrier about uh, Nick Saban's career, I also want to ask you about one other person uh, you coach in the NFL. Uh, your thoughts on what we learned today from Bill Belichick. Yeah, that was surprising. Uh, both both the Saban and Belichick uh, started going out uh, yesterday or whatever. Yeah, it's surprising because he actually, he wants to coach some more. So he, he he he's looking for another team, I guess. 
that's interesting the way that all played out. So I guess we just got to wait, wait and see what happens there. Coach, uh, I remember talking to you a number of times about <laughs> as you got older and, and even though you never looked old, uh, you do start crossing barriers at various points. Uh, what, what, how big of a challenge does that become regardless of how, great, how good a shape and you're in great shape you are? Yeah, I was always a workout guy. In fact, I rode the bike about 24 minutes just a few minutes ago. But anyway, you start thinking, well, how much longer you want to do this, that, and the other. Uh, I sort of mentally thought, well, when my coaching days are over, I, I can really play golf year-round instead of just off-season and really get get a lot better at it. But that didn't work out because I got some arthritis in my hands. I can't hit it anywhere close to where I used to. But I still play and still try to play. But uh, – yeah, yeah, life changes as you go, but uh, obviously uh, football coaches nowadays make tons of money, all kinds of money, and you don't want a coach to, uh, like Coach Bryant, what, he passed away, what, two two months or something after he retired? When, uh, co- 26 and days, Coach. 26 days, yeah. Now, uh, our lifestyle was a lot different than Coach Bryant's. I, I think those cigarettes were with him about all day, <laughs> you're right. all the time. So uh, that's, that led to that more, I think, than probably the coaching and all that. But, uh, yeah, Coach Saban, uh, but he's had a remarkable career. And uh, he probably looked in the mirror and he and his wife said, some some point we got to uh, take a little time. It's, it's time for a little vacation. I saw where he bought that house down in uh, Jupiter. Uh, with Tiger and Justin Thomas. He and Justin are good buddies, aren't they? Yes, they are. Yeah, so i got a feeling he'll play some golf with him and Justin's dad probably is probably down there also. So, uh, yeah, you got to go do something else. Now, uh, my situation in South Carolina was completely different. We didn't have a good team that last year. If I'd been smart, I'd probably left the year before. But, you know, somebody said, well, one more year, get another one in, or this, that, and the other and uh, we had sort of had a coaching staff a little bit in disarray and uh, had a lot of players just really didn't listen to me much at all. So I thought, I'll leave now, let an interim guy maybe win enough games to get the job and keep a bunch of coaches. That's that's what I was hoping would happen, and that didn't happen. He didn't win enough, so uh, they, they pretty much uh, all, were, all were gone, and uh, Will Muschamp came in after that. Coach, uh, that's always an interesting situation. What happens next? And uh, you know, the, the, the man that replaced you at Florida had a, had a, he was a good coach. You know him. He worked for you. He he couldn't he, he Who's couldn't survive. Uh, I'm talking about the difficulty of replacing someone like Steve Spurrier, someone like oh. like Nick Saban. Uh, as as all these names start being bantied around. Uh, is there a, is there some is there a secret sauce to taking over a program like a Florida or in this case Alabama? Oh, it's it's difficult at Alabama because of what Coach Saban's done. Uh, I don't know who said it a long time ago, but once uh, your mind is stretched to a certain limit, uh, and at Alabama it's like being number one, uh, being number three in the nation or four, what they were this year. That, that's not too bad, but. A lot of them are not very happy because they're not number one. But anyway, when a mind stretched to that, uh, it'll never return to, you know, mediocrity. Uh, we were fortunate to win 11 games in South Carolina. So those fans think, hey, it's possible. Why don't we win 11 again, go to a bowl game, finish in the top 10? So uh, that's that's what the, the next coach is there. Uh, they got to do as well as, you know, the guys before them. 
Coach, I realize you're uh, you're not the AD at Alabama. Probably wouldn't want to be. I wouldn't want to be the AD anywhere. But is it? You hear these names that are being thrown around: Mike Norvell, uh, Kalen DeBoer, uh, DeBoer, Sark. Uh, I, I mean, does any of these guys? I mean, I know they're all good coaches, but is, is there someone you think is is best suited to take this job? Mm-hmm. Paul, I don't know. I, I would uh, hate to recommend the guy go take it because. You can't do as well as the coach before you. I mean, you're not going to do that well. So maybe you get a contract, say, if we win nine a year, we're in pretty good shape. I don't think Alabama fans will, will go for that. So it, it is a tough job, and uh, I have no idea who, who would take it. Uh, but uh, I, I, what, what really thrilled me as a coach is I got an opportunity to go places that they hadn't done much before, Florida and then in South Carolina. So when you do something that's never happened before, the fans, oh, man, are they happy as they can be. Uh, but then the next coach, if he can't do that, then he's going to be, you know, one of those three, four-year coaches, and then they move on to somebody else. Speaking of Florida, Coach, uh, can, can things get turned around there in time? I saw Billy Napier's name listed as a possible at Alabama. Did you see that? Uh, we must not be reading the same list. Somebody showed it to me on uh, somebody's wire or something. The betting line. Well, you, you know, you know, Coach. Three years but, ago, he would have been listed on there. Yeah, yeah, he would have been. Yeah, not anymore. Three years ago. Yeah, yeah, we were picked to win four and a half. It, uh, <laughs> it was in the paper the other day. But I, I think we'll be better than that. Uh, we surely can get up to seven or eight. Uh, we're hoping this coming year. Coach, when I hear uh, even when I hear somebody like you talk about seven and eight, it reminds me of your final season at, at Florida in 2001, you won the Orange Bowl, you finished number three in the country, and it felt like a complete failure. <laughs> yeah, they said he's lost it. He's lost it. Uh, but that's what happens when you win a whole bunch of them in a row and so forth. Yeah, we really uh, – has and really back in our day in the 90s, uh, the players, they stayed four or five years. Uh, Danny Warfel and his group – uh, gosh, we redshirted. Remember that term, redshirt? Yes. <laughs> we redshirted about 15 of them in 92, and then 93, 4, 5, 6. You know, we had that run to win the SECs all those years. And, uh, I mean, we had guys, you know, playing together a uh, good five years, and that, that just doesn't happen anymore, I guess. Coach, always great to catch up. I hope to see you this spring. And uh... yeah, and I, yeah, Coach Saban. I tell you what, uh, he he's the best. And another thing, a lot of people don't know. Obviously, he makes a lot of money, but he gives a lot to charities. He does. And I, I need people need to point that out. He is a generous guy and good family man. And uh, I'll probably see him down here in Florida sometimes in the off season. Uh, I okay. have a feeling you'll see him a lot since he only owns uh, right now two two homes in Florida. So. Coach, great okay. to talk to you. You be well. All right, Paul. Good talking to you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, something I did not know today when I woke up, uh, that one of the reasons, I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding here, of course, that Coach Saban would retire, according to Coach Spurrier, he's, he's a good golfer. <laughs> that's, that's what matters most. I guess there's no chance of me ever retiring because I can't play golf very well. Um, so I'm good. I'm good for a while. We'll take a break. <laughs> More to come right after this. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted HIMSS subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at HIMSS.com slash Paul. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. HIMSS.com slash Paul. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. I'm going to go back and, and re-listen to what Coach Spurrier said there at the end. Was 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 he trying to to, to sell Alabama on Billy Napier, or was he just simply saying that Napier was on some list? And then what did he say? He said, yeah, they got us winning four and a half. That's Vegas. That's the over and under right now. And then he said, well, you know, we, I, we could get to what? Six or seven or eight. <sighs> yeah, you, you can, you can, you can. Do whatever you want with uh, what Coach Furrier said there. That's quite an interesting uh, conversation. Uh, let's check in with I-Man up next. What we got here is a failure to communicate. What we got here is a really, really big mess. I saw the Bammers at the, at, the, at, the, at the water cooler day by the coffee pot, and they was crying. And I walked up and I said, should I bring chicken or tater salad come Sunday? What, what, what do you want me to bring, chicken or tater salad? Because I know you feel so bad. They said, you're so heartless. I said, I have no damn respect for you crying. Crying because he quit. He quit. He walked out on you. Well, he was probably NIL in the transfer portal. No, 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 no. It wasn't that. And, and then you said yesterday, Paul, I don't even know what a young 72 is. I mean, like you didn't know. You're the one that coined the phrase. He's a young 71. He's a young 72. And then you're going to act like you don't know. He quit. He said, you know, when are the fans going to realize they did the number one thing that he told them not to do when he got there. He said, don't speak to me. Don't speak to me. <laughs> you see me in the hallway. You don't speak to me. He told everybody before the season started, this is a great honor and a pleasure to be here at this school with such history and tradition and to have coached here. He told you goodbye then. Then he told you Miss Terry said, cuss them. Cuss them. <laughs> And then the players, 
told the old players and the fans to kiss it. And then the fans booed him and his team in their house when he told them, don't you talk to me. Don't speak to me. The failure to communicate, oh, it's transfer portal. Is this NIL? He can't control it. No, you run him off. You booed him off. And then the team had the audacity to tell all of y'all to kiss it, and you didn't even realize. Then he told you to kiss it, and you didn't even realize. Paul, I told you Tuesday, the little fella had on his walking shoes. And that's what he did. And, oh, I'm shocked. I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't, oh, what are we going to do now? You, you know what? I have no mercy for you at all. All you Bama fans wringing your hands, pointing your fingers, talking all you smack, where are we today? Paul, should I bring tater salad or chicken? I like, well, I like, what, tater, I like bring, tater salad, don't you? Good, good fresh, dry tater salad. I don't like the mayonnaise. But, but you know what? I'm going to need Jesus to break some bread and fish because I can't feed all them damn Bammers. I'm bringing two chicken legs, two thighs, and two wings, and four biscuits. That's it. War damn eagle, what a hell of a day in the SEC. Oh, and you know, we're going to go to that 12-team championship. We're going to be there every year. Hey, look at that schedule. You'll be lucky to win six. Look at the schedule. Why are you crying at the water cooler? What are we going to do? And who are you talking about getting... Lord have mercy. It flipped on a script overnight. You went from living in a mansion on the hilltop to a house full of cockroaches, rat poison. It's a really, really big deal. No compassion. War damn eagle. Have a good day. Handsome Joe. Roll time, roll, Paul Pinebum. You know what? Hey, I mean, I'll take a chicken leg and a biscuit any day. I mean, hey, there's one thing that helps calm you your mornings. That's a chicken leg and a biscuit. I mean, I'll, I'll be happy with that. But you know what? I may have been saying Nick Saban's got these walking shoes for the past several years. And if you say it long enough, eventually one day you'll get lucky and get it right. And see, that, that's all it is. It ain't like he knew this was happening. He's been saying this for years, Paul. That's how, you know, he's just been doing that. And, you know, but... You know, there's one thing I do know. You know, good days don't last forever, but neither do bad days. I mean, we've had good days, we've had bad days, but this goes to every football program out there. It goes to people's personal life. I mean, there's good and there's bad days. The one thing I do know this, I watched that, that interview with Nick Saban and uh, Reese Davis, and for the first time I, I think I've seen Nick Saban interviewed, he actually looked like he had a peace and calm on his face. I mean, he was actually smiling during that interview. I mean, he looked happy, content, and I think it was just, I think he knows right in his heart he made the right decision. I don't blame him a bit, Paul. I mean, have time to spend, you know, because this job he has takes up 24 hours a day of your life. And, you know, spend time with, you know, time with your family while you still got, you know, good health. I mean, while you still got decent health, spend time with your family. I mean, don't worry about the millions of people that want you to, you know, hey, your family's more important than anybody. And that's just that's just the way it is. But, I mean, you know, I ain't going to worry about him and, and J.K. and 
uh, you know, some of these morons out there, their opinion don't mean nothing to me. And I really don't care who we get as coach because I trust Greg Burns. I mean, he did do a good job, you know, hiring Nate Oaks. So I think he's going to get the best available candidate out there. And money, I don't think it's a problem. But why don't somebody just wants to come because of the money? I want somebody to come because they want to invest their time at the University of Alabama, not just for their own personal goal, but to put the college and put the teammate, put the players, you know, put them first. But, you know, that, that's just, you know, but, you know, I, I had a good night's sleep. I didn't bother, it didn't bother me a bit when I heard. Well, you know what? Uh, you know what, Joe? I did not. I couldn't sleep a wink last night. What medication helped me sleep last oh, okay. night? I, I, I wish I'd ta- taken something. I can't, I'd yeah, get up yeah, early well, and do something. And I just, every, every, every five minutes, I kept looking at that clock. What is it? Is it you, know, you, know, and you know what I was looking for, uh, Joe? I was looking was for that, that clock. I, I was hoping the radio would come on and the broadcaster said, we have breaking news from Tuscaloosa. Nick Saban, after a good night's sleep, has decided to stay at Alabama. Well, you know, I didn't have no problem getting sleep. I could have gone right back to sleep after that. I had a problem. I woke up and I'm like, I hope I was just dreaming that. Yeah, I I, I thought I was. I I was having a nightmare. And you know what's the biggest nightmare I think I'm going to have tonight? You know know what's going to scare me to death tonight? I'd like to know. That that my radio goes off at 5 in the morning and I have to hear I-Man ever say another thing in his life. By God, that's my dream, too. That'd be a dream come true. But anyway, Paul, you have a good road tie, brother. Hey, I love the show. We had a good day. I, I like Coach Spurrier. I like, you know, I know he had a problem with Bama in the past, but I always like hearing Coach Spurrier talk because he knows the writing on the wall. And this thing about Napier, that's just some Florida people putting this yeah, out. They're they trying, they they're, trying to, they're trying to say, hey, we, hey, we'll get, if you want Napier, we'll, we'll make it happen. We won't even, we won't charge you for Napier. <laughs> That's right. They want him out. I mean, they'll, they'll pay whatever it takes because he's not. I've never seen a program go down that bad. That, Florida used to be a really great team, and now I've never seen them getting uh, such a good team getting that kind of shape. Hey, thanks for the call. Appreciate it very, very much. Let's talk to Madeline in Tuscaloosa. Hello, Madeline. Hi. Uh, I'm currently a student at the University of Alabama, and I just got to say the the feeling is quite somber around here. And I don't know if you've seen, but there is actually a vigil <laughs> around Nick Saban's statue. Uh, what, what do you think about that? I have another question, too, but that's just something that's yeah, so I mean, interesting. I, 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 would, uh, I would be there. Uh, you know, when, when you're young and foolish, mm-hmm. you do things like Very that much so. uh, on a cold uh, January day. And I'd be right there with you. Uh, what are people saying? I heard one clip I saw. They said we didn't want Dabo Sweeney. Is that does that calm down? <laughs> yes, that that calmed down. I actually was there last night, and I think I came after the fact. But yes, people are not happy about the fact that Dabo's even in the talks. Even though I personally don't think he would ever come back, or that we would reach him out. But it it was kind of random and interesting. That so uh, tell me this, uh, as a student, Madeline, is there is there anyone in particular that the students would like to see as the new coach? I personally would really love Steve Starkeesian to come back. Um, I do know some people have been talking about Lane Kiffin and Bill Belichick. Um, 
But again, it's just I feel like there's so much rumors and everything twirling around that it's hard to know what to believe. Because like you said earlier in the show, like 24 hours ago, everyone was on it was the Oregon coach was the head guy. And then he pretty much shut down all those rumors on Twitter. Um, so I personally would like Steve, um, but I don't know what's going to happen. I feel I feel like a lot of people in Tuscaloosa feel very confused and feel like it happened so suddenly because I don't know if you know, but. Wednesday was our first day of classes, right. and I actually heard the news as I was entering into a class, and that was like the first 10 minutes of our class was our teacher talking to us about, like, is this news real, and who would we even want to replace them? So it just, it's a very confusing time, and it feels very chaotic as well, because Saban, he's just, he's such an old school guy. I feel like this would have been planned so much more that it would have been such a clean transition. Like, I feel like nothing would have leaked out to, like, the news and everything. I feel like it would have been him holding a press well, conference Madeline, uh, for everyone. Well, he, he said something today that, that really was perplexing, that he wasn't 100% sure, uh, which, to me, I, I understand the, the apprehension. Uh, we've all done things that we, th- we thought about, and then we're not sure when we do them. But that, that is... Uh, a contradiction to the way Nick Saban usually does things. Hey, thank you very much for your call. Always love to hear from the students. And we are coming right back. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Of all of Saban's players, one in particular, uh, a lot in particular spoke out, but Jalen Hurts uh, had this to say about Coach. Um, Obviously, I think... um a sad day in the, in, the, in the game of football, just knowing how much he's been um, to um, the game, you know, and it's um it's surreal, you know. I know for me personally, uh, he's he's always been coaching ever since I've been alive, 
um, and growing up and knowing what he's been and then knowing why I committed to go to that university because of the man he was and the intentions he had and, and the way he went about his business and his process. And so um, I have a ton of respect for him. Um, he'll definitely be missed in the game, but I know he'll, he'll be enjoying himself and be out there watching. I know he can't move too far from it, but Coach Saban knows I have a ton of respect for him um, and everything that he's been able to do to, to help his team, uh, help his players, build his players. Terry on Arnold saying this about his coach playing one of the big stars on Coach Saban's final team looking back at the season. Coach really made one of the most stressful jobs in America look easy. He was always at the facility early and left late and really coached us up and got the best out of my great-grandma is close to his age, and I can't picture her doing that. Thank you, Tyrion, for making us all feel young. Uh, AJ is up next. What are we going to do, Paul? The world's over, Paul. What are we going to do? You know, Paul, I'd love to just, uh, you know, now that he's not got that Alabama hat on anymore, I'd like to congratulate Saban on all his accomplishments. He's a hell of a guy, hell of a champion, always has been. He, he absolutely changed the landscape of football. They changed it back so they could compete with his ass. That's what that's I had that's an honest statement. But the thing about it, Paul, is I'm proud of him because what he did. He got he got him a Lang shirt. He took that Lang shirt off and bought, and got him a Lang shirt. Lang shirt because he let all naysayers go. They was wanting him fired all year long. They was all over him. They've been on him for quite a long time, and he just give you what you damn ask for. So now what you gonna do, Alabama fans? Is what you gonna do? You gonna put you gonna sit down? You gonna put your seatbelts on? Because it's gonna be a bumpy ass ride from here. War damn eagle. Of all of AJ's calls, the nicest thing I could say is that was his most recent. Gary is in South Carolina. Hello, Gary. Hey. Afternoon to you. Hey, Paul. How you doing, Greg? I got a lot, lot on my plate here. I hope you're patient with me. Keep them straight. But, uh, you know, I, I've been an Alabama fan my whole life, 64 years old. And I can remember a young kid, Bear Bryant wasn't a hero. And I've always been an Alabama fan. My, my father, grandfather was born and raised in Alabama. But I live in South Carolina right now, right on the Georgia line. And, uh, my uncle, he played for South Carolina. It's funny that uh, you say a Spurrier. And uh, and tell you a story I had with a guy at work. He's a big Carolina fan. And when Spurrier was coming to Carolina, I said, well, this can be a good thing or it can be a bad thing. And he said, what are you talking about? I said, well, if he comes up here, Spurrier, the ball coach, comes up Carolina, and he don't win them some kind of championship, then what's Carolina going to do then? You know what I'm saying? And we see it. We see it now, what happened to Carolina. And, and you know, I, I, I pulled for Carolina. My son is a big Carolina fan, and uh, I pulled for Carolina. But 
you know, Alabama is is my heart. Well, Gary, I appreciate uh, those thoughts. Uh, very nice of you to say. But Mike is up next in Kentucky. Uh, hey, Mike. Hey, Paul. How you doing, my brother? We're doing great. Thank you. You know, Paul, I don't know what, why all these Bama fans are acting like they've just had a death in the family. There ain't no reason for it. Nick Saban give 18 hours a day for 17 years. If he wants to hang it up, God love him. Thanks for the memories, Coach. And I got something to say to all the Auburn fans out there. You're still Auburn, okay? <laughs> you know, there's a lot of names floating around, Paul, for a coaching job, but there's only one coach out there that I think has the resume, the credentials, He's in the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. He beat Nick Saban two out of three for national championships when it mattered the most. He played for an Alabama national championship team. He's an Alabama alum, and I don't think there should even be a list. And I know a lot of people think Dabo Sweeney's got one leg in the grave and the other one on a banana peel, but, you know, they said, oh, Chip Kelly, he took Notre Dame as far as he could take them. Well, Dabo Sweeney may have taken Clemson as far as he can take them. Who the hell's Clemson anyway? They're the Auburn of South Carolina, Paul. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Let me uh, try to get get some context to what is going on. Maybe we can make a little bit of sense before we finally uh, lose our uh, spot here. Uh, Nick Kelly, who covers uh, the University of Alabama, a great uh, reporter down at the Tuscaloosa News, has just put out uh, a list, and he said the two prominent names have emerged in the coaching search, plus one wild card. Uh, the latest, he says, is that Kalen DeBoer and Mike Norvell are the two top candidates in the running, according to his sources. Another name being considered is current Alabama offensive coordinator Tommy Reese. Uh, I'm only going to use some deductive reasoning here, but it would seem that Reese may have been on Nick Saban's list. We all know how high Nick Saban is on Tommy Reese, but my question back to, to those sources, considering Tommy Reese's last call in the, in the Michigan game, would he be a, a, a coach that went over well? Very young, energetic, but that would be an, a really fascinating thing to watch. Let's take a short break. We have a few minutes remaining. That's the latest from Nick Kelly of the Tuscaloosa News. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Uh, we can't wait for this. Michael Oxley, uh, one of Nick Saban's offensive coordinators, and he's done a really good job. He just uh, hammered Hugh Freeze in a bowl game, and uh, he'll join us tomorrow with his reflections on coach. Brooks is in Dallas. Hello, Brooks. Good afternoon to you. Hey, Paul. Thanks for taking my call. Enjoyed Thank you. Enjoyed your show today. Appreciate that. Really enjoyed uh, your guests. I'm not so fond of your guest callers like J.K. and Dwayne. And no, I'm not either. Who was it? I'm in. Uh, these Bama haters reminds me of a comment Coach Saban made, I don't know, one, two, three years ago when he said, mediocre people don't like high achievers. You're right. You're That's absolutely uh, right. Unfortunate. But I wanted to talk to you about, uh, and I try to be a realist. Not a pessimist, but a realist. And this day when uh, the game has changed so much, we all know why, but it has changed. You know, as Alabama, there's, no, there's not going to be another six national championships in the next 17 years at Alabama. Not going to happen. I don't care who the coach is. I don't think it's going to happen to any institution with maybe one exception, Kirby Smart may pull that off, but without Nick Saban, Georgia would be nothing right now. But I'm just trying to lower my expectations and the expectation of the Bama fans, not to be pessimistic, as I said, but we're in a new world. And I just don't see uh, Alabama or any team, I mean, it's going to take a lot of luck for an Alabama team, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Washington, Oregon, Texas, A&M, whoever, to get to the final game and to win it all. What are your thoughts? I, uh, Brooks, I agree with every single thing you've said, and, and I, I think there will be a tendency to overreact to Alabama. But it, And I, I think you have explained why Nick Saban chose today because he knows all that. He's on the front line. He knows how difficult it is to raise money and how and how how much it galls him to have to sit across one of his top players and try to say we need you on this football team and the player says okay coach but what do you what am i getting uh that 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 drives anybody crazy but it would drive a 72 year old man who 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 grew up in the in the don james tree and who who has seen uh, and then became part of the belichick tree that that would that would send them over the edge uh, so I, I think that's why uh, he looked at it. He, he was being pragmatic. Uh, Nick Saban has always been like that. And he looked at this year, and, and I think he admitted to himself, we probably got away with some things. I mean, anybody who doesn't think that is pretty foolish. And even last year, lost two games, could have lost five. This year, there are a lot of games that went either way, and uh, it finally went against them in that final game. But I think he accepted that. He, he knew that was... That was a great accomplishment to get this team to overtime of a national semifinal against the number one team in the country, where he, he, he so often has been. Mike is in California. Mike, thanks. 
Welcome to the show. Hi, hi, Paul. How are you doing, Bill? We're doing great. I just, uh, you know, Nick Saber is one of the greatest coaches for Alabama. I wish he would do a survey, I mean, a conversation on how him and Miss Terry stepped in, stepped up for Alabama when the tornado hit Tuscaloosa and destroyed it. They've done a great job. The Alabama team done a great job for for Alabama people. And that was one of the greatest things, too. Well, Mike, uh, that is something that I have not heard mentioned this 24-hour cycle. But I can tell you it's factual. And uh, what, what we're talking about here is in the aftermath of the, aftermath of the April 27th. 2011 tornadoes in Tuscaloosa, which were devastating and nearly uh, just barely missed Bryant-Denny Stadium. And Coach Saban was there watching the whole thing. And uh, it, it turned that state upside down. It turned that community upside down. I was down there a couple of days after that, uh, as it was the president of the United States and literally everybody else. And you, you could not recognize uh, the community that, that so many of us have loved going to and been a part of. And and he really did uh, his leadership there with his football team and, and all the things that came after that. That was a turning point, not, not in his coaching career, but in, in his connection to the community. I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you very, very much. Adam is up next in Georgia. Hello, Adam. Hey there, Paul. Good evening to you, sir. Thank you very much. Hey, um, got a quick good comment on Nick about his story um, um a, a connection that I have with him and, and just to tell you the good personality that he has um you, you know of his lake house in North Georgia um during the winter there um it was in the process of being built my parents had their boat out and about being nosy coming up from this house that's being built so they mosey off onto the um the dot there go on being nosy through the house, then who, who who comes around from the corner there? Nick Saban. They had not, no idea who he is. Nicest person he could be. They said he was most respectful. They asked if he can, they could walk around just explore this house is in the process of being built. He said, sure, go at it. Act like it's yours. So, that is, a, that is fantastic, man. Adam. Thank you so much for, for sharing that. Uh, we'll try to grab one or two more quick ones here uh, because uh, we are short on time. Dominic is in Pittsburgh. Hey, Paul. I had to call back. I got some breaking news. Breaking news. All right. So a little birdie I know just came to my bedroom window and told me it's Kalen DeBoer to Tuscaloosa. Done deal. Now, would you think that would be a good, good, good selection? Because you are now our official Alabama beat reporter. Yes. Take it for what you want, but I trust this birdie. Roll damn tide, Paul. <laughs> See you, buddy. How ha- how has Dominic taken the show over? I I've, I've never seen anything like it. Okay, let me try to update you. And I, I realize uh, none of us really know very much at this hour, other than Coach Saban is, is stepping down. <laughs> I say that in the front end, uh, but. The conventional wisdom, if you had to put it in a bow and, and end this, this evening, subject to change, is that DeBoer from Washington, Norvell, seem to be two of the hottest names going. Uh, all the other ones, Kiffin, Sark, they're out there. Always beware that 95% of what you hear is put out by agents. Uh, 
and their minions. We'll continue this tomorrow. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast.